listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ants podcast, Ants Marching podcast, Ants.org pod. I, I've wanted to name this thing something clever, but Joe also, Joe just pours vanilla all over me when I, uh, when I try to change it. So um, I am Matt, and with me is Joe. Joe, how are you? I love being on the podcast. Uh, I'm doing the good. Podcast. How are you, Matt? I'm good. You know, I, I just heard that Apple's going to start, like they're doing TV shows and movies, they're going to start buying up podcast exclusivity. Yeah. So we have to come up with a name. We can't just be the pod. They won't pay. They won't buy us. Oh, that's the, if they want to have all the best podcasts, they got to have the podcast. The, <laughs> how how you, could they be taken seriously? You can't let Yahoo podcast? get the podcast. Okay. Well, if Yahoo buys us up. Well, I'm waiting by my phone, Apple. Just so yes. you know. Yes. yes. Call me. <laughs> There's a lot of people calling. You may have to wait. So we've had uh, we've had about a month now since our last episode, and at that time it was right before the Camden shows. So it was a really meaty run of shows in terms of um, staples, you know, summer staples. Camden, uh, Deer Creek, Alpine, and Spec, all in this month window. A big, big month for the band. And so a lot to mm-hmm. talk about. But before we get into that... Um, that section of shows and the and all that we have a little bit of news right um first of all yet another Sirius XM live stream on Friday that's no big surprise for the the XM channel but now Saturday right we have some news yeah we're gonna get a live video stream like YouTube which um we had a lot of those last year we actually yeah I was just wondering how many we got I want to say three I know it was yeah um Camden night two SPAC night two and Gorge night two i want to say it was gore i think it was the i night. think you're right um so we got a lot last year and i thought for sure we were gonna, i was kind of really hoping we get camden again this year and we'd do the same kind of thing maybe maybe a couple different venues but still get a couple video streams and we didn't and i was like oh that sucks and then out of the blue we get the announcement that they are going to video stream live the concert saturday night from bristow of all places um, which I did I did not expect Bristow to be the spot that would get a live stream. It's it's a weird initiative to to me. I I would have thought the three shows last year were almost like a beta test mm-hmm. into whatever the plan was, and now with yet another kind of somewhat random show, and like you said, Bristow of all places, what is is this just strictly a hey this is a nice value this is a nice thing to do for our fans right Yeah, I I thought last year. It was all about the new album. How could we generate as much publicity and whatever mm-hmm. related to the new album? And so they went, you know, they went all out and did the video streams. And that's what I thought it was. And when we didn't get Camden, I was like, eh, that was just a new album thing. So it's clearly more than a new new album. They they just like you said want to, I guess, keep relevant in this uh, very dense music uh, industry market. They want to stay relevant with the fan base, and so. Um, they, that they thought to do it. Now I see, I see doing it on shows that are probably going to be near sellout and you're not going to affect ticket sales, right? You know, a night two, that's probably pretty well sold. Um, but something like Bristow is like, and I don't think it's sold out to say, to announce like, Hey, we're going to do a video stream and any kind of last minute ticket sales that you're hoping to get for Bristow, you might get somebody that might say, Hey, it's going to be a hundred degrees at Bristow, which it is. Um, maybe I'll just stay and watch the stream instead of purchasing a ticket. And that, that would, that kind of defeats the purpose of, um, 
of doing the live stream. So it, it's very right. interesting that they picked it. Now, I don't know if you remember, Bristow is the show that got messed up last year. That was the show where... Was right, that the weather? Yeah, right before the show the time. Pharrell thing, right? No, no. The Pharrell thing was earlier this, this season. Yeah, that was actually... Oh, the, that was. That was in, yeah, Virginia Beach. So, you know, not, oh, okay. not That's too what far I, okay. from Bristow, but... Um, last year at Bristow, this time 2018, right when the band was supposed to start hitting the stage, uh, maybe like 30 minutes before, lightning storms, down, torrential downpour. They closed the venue. They made everybody get off the lawn, um, and it went on for over hours, like two hours. And by the time they let everybody back into the venue, it was already um, after 10 o'clock. That's so right. So they only ended up doing a limited show. Uh, I don't remember the exact number of count. Was it? 15, 15 songs. They squeezed it in. I'll tell you, probably. And no encore. Yeah, it was tight. Um, probably, you know, the time of 10 songs, they they squeezed in I 15. I mean, good, good for them. Good for them for playing on, though, yeah. too. Yeah, still going on with the show. Didn't cancel it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. This Now we're doing a live stream show after that year. Dave's going to you know, go to make the set list. He's going to have last year's set list in front of him. And even if he forgot about it, he's going to see a show there. It's going to have no encore and only 15 songs. And he's be like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is what happened last year. So um, going to be an interesting show. Oh, Fun one to watch. Point. I think it might get yeah. something like a JTR or Don't Drink the Water maybe to open as a, as a tribute to last year. We'll see. Right. JTR is one of those songs. It's just, it's a, it's such a massive mystery to me that it's not played more. Mm-hmm. It is such a great tune, pretty universally loved. And, um, they just break it out so rarely. Yep. It, it's one of those songs too. And, and it's easy to get sick of songs, even rare songs, right? If they're overplayed, but I do have almost like a whitelist vault of songs that they could do at every show. Like the triplets are, are one of those for me so much bridge too much kind of I'll take it at every show. Just great. Don't Drink the Water is in that list. JTR for me is in that list. So I don't want to come off as, oh, they should play this more and then be the same guy who turns around and says, oh, they're playing this too much. But I, I really do feel like JTR could ramp up the frequency and still be just as special every time. Yeah, it, it, there are some songs that can get more. I don't know. I might be opposite of you. I think there's. I, I probably will get burnt out on something. I mean... Uh, you burnt out on something? I refuse to believe that. It, it's possible. I mean, at the show, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do my most most. But when I've heard, <laughs> do you remember for the uh, 30th time in in 30 shows? Uh, you certainly do remember. <laughs> yeah, I could. I'm gonna, <laughs> All too well. I'm gonna take a break. It's a good song. Just um, heard it a lot. So up for debate. Uh, but I'll take I'll take anyway. a JCR. Uh, so yeah, so we've got the live stream. That should be cool. It'll be interesting to see where they go with this. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not monetizing it. They are obviously for the the YouTube ad traffic, right? They they have whatever's tied to that. Yeah. But in terms of they they haven't tied it to YouTube Red or any kind of subscription yep. package. Yeah. Um, I think again, it, it all might still be. A, yeah. It might be. A, it's got to be towards something oh, bigger. It, it, I, would it, I mean, they're getting they're getting metrics on us. They're getting metrics, how many yep. people watching, how many people are watching after the show, coming back. They've kept up the shows from last year. They're still up on their YouTube channel, and you can still watch them. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting kind of way to see, like, um, they can pull all the analytics and say, you know, what's what's the interest level in live shows? If we were to do subscription, let's use these three ones as a test to see what kind of interest Do they have shortcuts to tracks, like a playlist? 
Um, yes. Um, they only the the play the playlist that they have mainly are the summer um, live series they do. So they'll have like a playlist for the 2019 version. But I mean, like, I go to I go to live stream from one of the shows last year. Can I skip to jump jump to different songs? No. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know what you're talking about. Nope. It's still just it's not tracked. Now, for them, I would assume they'd want that, and then they'd go ahead and get metrics on what songs. Well, they can do that with all the other ones they have. So they have tons of YouTube songs. So they can do that. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, if, if if that would be interesting, if you had a tracked live show and you saw which yeah. song people were skipping and to go to the right. next song in the in the live in the live series, yeah, that would be interesting to do. A little tease here, a little later in the show, Joe and I will be breaking down that color coded song chart. I meant to mention it at the at the lead, I forgot it, but we will be getting to that later on in the show. We meant to talk about it in E104 and it got away from us, so we will be we will be moving on to that a little later in the show. It's going to be um, so some great. Some other news. It's going to be so great when we run out of time and don't cover that and you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, okay, so other news. Um, the Gorge has opening acts. And the band hasn't done opening acts for the better part of 10 years now. Mostly, right? The Gorge, Places like the Gorge, if anywhere, yep. are more likely to do it. Um, so we've got three different acts. Some of them are multiple nights. Some of them are only a single night. But um, it looks like Lettuce is on Friday. Yep. Great, great band. And if you didn't know, Lettuce, pure funk. Um, Rashawn Ross has been a member of the band for some years. So um, very likely I would see him coming out and guesting on, on something on Friday, if I had to guess. And then we've got Government Mule Saturday and Sunday night two and three. Uh, which, yeah, that'll be sweet. I mean, that's that's cool. Government that, Mule, that's a lot of promise in there. Yeah, that means uh, hopefully some more. In, Warren. Yep. Uh, later in the shows, and maybe some of the then, maybe some of the lettuce comes out and and Friday night, you know, kind of like Preservation Hall band, and because uh, they got a pretty powerful horn section, the lettuce, and really good guitarist uh, whose name is is blanking me, but uh, I think I mentioned it on the last episode, but I almost feel like Prez Hall is turning into the modern day Flectones just in terms of this, 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 this guest that they kind of caught lightning in a bottle with. Yep. And they had great chemistry and, you know, and yeah. in, in 10 years, maybe we'll have their uh, trombonist or something to yeah. add to the horn section. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, they, they definitely, the, that bond, they got, it's a powerful band. So it's pretty awesome. It's like Zach yep. Brown, same kind of thing. They kind of were in, friends with Zach Brown and had them guest early on and they blew up. Um, so many people were in at Alpine early to see Preservation Hall band. I was very, that's cool. I was very proud of that. And people were just loving yep. it. Everybody had a good time with them. So that's, and that's a, that is, and in my opinion, a wild opening band. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, that's if I'm not, I've said it before and you know, Joe, I'm not a fan of openers only because I want the main course, man, get these appetizers out of it. <laughs> I know that's not the most, uh, you know, enjoyable point of view, but ultimately I am looking forward to the opener in a lot, or not the opener, the main act in so many ways. And uh, there, there have been a few shows over the years. I got Modish Yahoo at Darien Lake yeah. for the one show of that tour. Yeah. Really cool. But um, I like overall like funky, like high energy, like um, what Lake Street Dive. Mm, yes. the, yep. they, they were great at the Gorge a few years ago. Yep. So the Prez, I'm glad to hear see Prez Hall doing well yeah. in that spot. I'm good to see good bands. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with uh, yeah. what they got lined up. And then the last one for a gorge uh, that is going to be there all three nights. So and I believe is going to be the first opener of, you know, there's a one spot and a two spot would be um, Hooray for the Riff Raff. They're, they're going to be there okay. all three nights. Probably the first opener and then 
Lettuce Night 1 and Government Mule Night 2 and Night 3 for the Gorge. Very nice. Turn that, you know, that is obviously a destination venue. It's a destination weekend because it is a three nights. It's a ties into a lot of camping because there's not a lot of lodging around there. So you're, you're either RVing it or camping it. Probably 90% of the people who are there, some, some form of that. So yep. are you uh, going, Joe? You have not had tickets yet, right? <laughs> I mean, we know the, now, folks, we know the answer. No, you don't know the answer. Don't say As no. of yet, it has not been confirmed. Officially, at least. True, true. I, I've gone to the Gorge the last, I don't know how many years, and it's because, Matt, I've gone with you, has been a big piece of it. And you, yeah. unless something's changed, you're still not going this year, right? If you are holding out for the purposes of dragging me in, I've got a rude awakening for you, my friend. <laughs> I will not be held responsible Actually, for the keeping op- you Actually, the openers were probably my last chance of really getting you getting you bought in, and you're not, you're not one for appetizers, so these ones didn't do it for you. Um oh. But um, I, I am flirting with the idea of maybe doing it. I, I but right now I'm right now I'm not, and it's just a great weekend. Three shows. Wait, wait. Right now you're not, or you haven't arranged it? Because those are two different things. What's the difference between those two things? As in, you're still planning to. I just haven't made my my oh, yes. my arrangements yes, yes, yet. Yes, yes. So either you're not, as in my current plan is to not go, versus my current plan is to go, but I haven't done anything towards that. End. Okay, got the dip. My current plan is not <laughs> to go. However, it is on my to-do list to look at flights. Those sound directly contradictory. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, 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 I'm not. Once planning. again, Joe the fence sitter. I'm not <laughs> foot in both yards. I'm not planning on going. However, I'm um, some, re- some really good friends. Some really good friends are helping. Like we got a car to jump in, got a place to stay, which are just like I'm not going to camp. So got a place, you know. So some of the some of the things are being taken care of, which is is that like, at the Crescent Bar? The uh, Crescent. This time will be a little bit different, but I do know some people that are staying at Crescent Bar this year. This one's going to be um, a different part. I forget the name of it. It's the the southern part of the of the gorge, so, south of the. Um, of the uh, the amphitheater, so it's awful lot of detail for someone not going. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. You know what's surprising? I know that we don't want to talk about this, but it's more. But I still haven't done Colorado either. It's like the only two night stand that the band has kind of done now a couple years in a row that I haven't done. Um, and so part of me is like, do you go the Gorge? It's literally the best venue in the world, I would say. Um, and three nights of DMB is pretty amazing. Or do you say go to a two night stand that you haven't been to before? You're it almost sounds like though you're you're you wanna and this is valid, I think. You're you're trying to experience the band at different locations. And I think that's yeah. a cool, you know, when you've been to so many shows like you have, that's a that's a good reason to chase. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean see new cities, because see new that places, yeah. Is about so much more than just the music on the paper and in, in your ears. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway Why didn't you fall back on that when I was breaking your chops in earlier episodes about what you're what you're doing at some of these? I do. What I see friends and see new places. I've always said that. I mean, if I didn't, if I was, I knew the friends one. Okay. No, the friends one was. I was. I was not writing it off, but noted. And I'm also counting. I'm also counting countries, and I'm, I can't remember. I yeah. think I'm at like eleven. You're at ten. Ten. You're at ten. Okay. And I, I thank you for helping me with my own stats. <laughs> I, I'll tell you how I know that. Boy. I'm developing something for DMB Hub that other users uh metrics come into play ah. so so you were one of my sample, sample user ids and yeah 10 countries and i but i haven't been to canada yet so another thing. i have yeah see you got you got that over me. i've been to three countries what's the third what would be my third i don't know what would be my third 
Maybe I'm lying. It, it's, it must be two. It's the United States and Canada. It would be Mexico, and I've never seen them in Mexico. You must have added something so, just for testing purposes. No, I'm probably just lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So that it's it's something that I, I, I get it in terms of... Would you would you go to the, would so, you go to Colorado with me? Wow, I get that audible breath out. I don't think so. Yeah, I knew you were. I knew it was a no, but I didn't. I didn't know. You I mean, this so is dramatic. a fiddler's fiddler's yeah. roof. What's yeah. it called? Yep. Yeah, it's actually kind of a small little place. I mean, I love to see Red Rocks. Would you do Red Rocks if they did Red Rocks? So I would, but let me be honest with you and. I'm trying not to be a. I don't. I, I hope you find that my tone and my attitude is much more positive this episode as last. I yeah. I'm actually. Right? So, yeah. I, I was. I was just gonna kind of roll with it. I, I didn't want to say anything. I, I enjoy it. Right. You're not gonna jinx it. Okay. We're not jinxing okay. it. But like, part of part of the uh, part of the feeling of exhaustion. I guess that or that sigh that you heard was that just tired of a lot of it. I'm kind of off the scene as well. Yep. Like like, and I feel like as awesome as Rhett, like. Red Rocks in a bubble? Hell yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like being, being but turned I feel like off from everything. The hype would be so much yeah. where... I don't... But maybe maybe that's just a, way too pessimistic of a view. Maybe, maybe I could block all that out. That's me, right? That's what I allow in my head. Right. Um, I, I, I wouldn't do a five-night stand there, Joe. Because oh. let's be honest. You're not going to get them anything less than three nights there. Because... Economically, it just doesn't make sense. Too small. Um, but like a one or two night stand there. Yeah, pff, well, yeah I would do, do it. I don't final two just to come hang out and yeah. especially if it was a couple of years after like seeing a show. Um, you yeah. know, had been a little while. I, I've been to Red Rocks, but not for a concert, yeah. right? So yeah. I would love to do that. And our friend Ed was just there. Who do you see there? Fish or someone? Uh, Abbott Brothers, I think. Uh, Abbott Brothers, right? He loves them. Yeah. Um, obviously, like beautiful pictures. Just that lights hitting that that. You know, whatever you call that geological formation on the side of the the red rocks of the amphitheater, the the red rocks, <laughs> I think, is what their scientific name is called. Rocks that are red. But yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get through this because my goodness, every time, every time. Sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> um, Farm Aid 2019. And now going back to Alpine again. Alpine getting some love this year, doubling up. We had DMB there for two days, and now Farm Aid's coming, which is awesome. Um, there was actually some rumors that it might have been a two-day, but it turns out to be a one-day, September 21st. All your typical okay. acts, Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, and then Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, which is awesome. And then there's a, couple, a bunch of other artists, too. I, you know, nothing overly Bonnie Raitt, Lucas Nelson, Nathaniel Radcliffe, um, Mac, Marco Price. So, a couple. Daniel Radcliffe? Yep. And Isn't that Harry Potter? I don't know. I don't know Harry Potter, but you, you don't. Never seen any of the Harry Potters. That's the actor's name, I think. It is. Yeah, it's Harry Potter. Well, he's a famous. He's a famous. He's a famous. Uh, Are you musician. Gryffindor? I don't know what that is. Yeah, sure you don't. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, what What is this, Joe? Come tomorrow's on the Adult Alternative Billboard chart. <laughs> um. So on our last podcast, breaking news, break, breaking news, everyone. <laughs> um, so last podcast we talked about that the new single was "Come Tomorrow" with Brandy, and we were like, 
okay, uh, where did that come from? All right, interesting. So I, <laughs> Matt's yawning. Um, so I, I was like, what did it do? Let's go look up on Billboard and see what it did. And, did, and I don't know, did you see, did you already see the spoiler? Do you know what it did or do you have a guess? It cli- It was really chart topping. <laughs> if that chart started at uh, you heard, number 30. Did you hear it on the radio uh, in the last month? No, I did not listen to it. No. Yeah, I just seen if you caught it, if you happened to be listening to the radio. Oh, no, it. I don't listen to, I don't really listen to the radio. Yeah. Um, so it debuted at number 36 on the... Uh, Ooh, coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. Number 36. Um, debuted on the Billboard Adult Alternative, uh, or also called the AAA, Boy. which is all that... DMV- where where Sting Fields of Gold goes to die. <laughs> it's the only thing that DMV charts these days, but... Um, it came in at 36, and then in the second week, it went up to 31. Went up um, a couple spots. Pop. Yeah. That's called pop. It popped? It popped. It popped. <laughs> from 36 to 31. So, Where did it go from there, Joe? We'll, we'll find out next week. On, <laughs> on oh, oh, it's still going. It's still going. It's still on the list. It's only two oh, weeks. Okay. So. I don't know why. Well, maybe we're a week behind, but uh, it's only got two weeks mm. of results so far. So we'll find out. Well. More. If anything else, at least it's a song, probably the only song in the top 30 that's not some kind of rhythm beat with someone yakking over it with no melody or whatever, like most popular music is nowadays. So at least there's a melody to come tomorrow. Yeah. You know, uh, it's all adult alternative. So what, you know, I don't even know what that demographic is. Is that 35 to 44 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of their fan base has moved into, most definitely, 35 plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got it. I'll sound here. Like right below it at 32 is Death Cab for Cutie, yeah. and right above it is Dylan LeBlanc. I don't know Dylan LeBlanc. Did Did you see Stefan's comment about? I don't know if he said it on Twitter, or Instagram, somewhere. And it's a picture of Dave with that little gal uh, after the show in Spac, mm-hmm. yep. taking a picture on the stage, which is awesome. It was real. Awesome. And he said something. He made a comment like, "We love our our ever grow our still growing fan base." Hmm. I, I, I didn't see that. Like this comment. is. I, I didn't see the ever. I didn't notice the ever growing, or I skipped over it. I did see him. Yeah. Comment, yeah. Yeah. Our still growing fan base. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not to take away from the positivity of the moment. It's just an interesting kind of. He was like asserting that see our fan base is still growing. Like most of his comments are tinged with something at po- poking somebody in the eye with a thumb. It's kind of somebody had somebody took a shot at him in a direct message. Why he even. Respond. Reads them. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I have. But, I don't um, follow yeah. him on Twitter. I don't follow a lot of people, so it's not specific to him. But I, I had heard actually somebody recently said they liked his tweets later recently. I don't know what that means, but somebody, ah, said, okay. somebody said they liked them. And um, he's been pretty emotional on there. He actually recently made a tweet that I, that um, about the song Captain. Um, and yeah. How it's been writ- It was written for somebody that was close to the band that uh, uh, died from cancer. And he was just remembering um, those that have died too soon. And he hashtagged his daughter's a name that passed oh, away young. And yeah. also Oof. hashtagged Grux. And there was a third hashtag. I don't think it was a person. But um, um, he was he was very sentimental. You know, some, something got came over uh, Stefan and got very sentimental and was talking about Captain. And um, it was just interesting to, to hear that again because, you know, I think a lot of times we don't think about where some of the songs came from. True. True, and then he made a comment. I don't know. It might have been the same in the same thread. I didn't catch that, but he did say something about <clears throat> uh, how 
you know, no matter what you feel about a song, sometimes it was just, it was born out of a, a sad time or a bad time, yeah. and you just don't want to revisit that. That's, That's paraphrasing, but I... Yep, yep, you got it. Um, And then someone responded with his own tweet from like a year earlier saying something like, we should play Captain Moore. Oh, no. <laughs> Where Stefan said that, so they quoted that tweet. Oh, the internet is so harsh. <laughs> it is so forever. It really is. It really is. Ouch. Um. In other news, that we, there's a Crash Into Me remix by Steve Aoki and Darren Chris. Is that of Chris Cross? Of this is of Darren Chris of, um, <laughs> what is that TV show? Should I have heard of this guy? It, he, I didn't hear. I didn't watch it. It was a TV show where they sang on. Um, it's know. not Flight of the Concords, is it? No, no. TV, TV is that a TV show? No, it's yeah. like they're all in high school and they're singing pop songs. Gosh, what is the name oh. of that song? Everybody, know. everybody listening to the podcast right now is like, it's they're a, screaming at you. Yeah, it's like this, it's, it's obvious. Everybody watched that TV show. Um, Let's let our producer in the background, our show producer, look it up. Yeah. Yes. His name is Bro. Our, our entire producing. Bro N. Our entire producing group that is behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, dang, I can't remember it. Let me see. That's okay. So, what was your general Glee. feel on that? Glee. There it is. Oh, Glee. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, everybody that just yelled at the at the at their. Brian the Murphy is a creator, but the, these guys apparently just perform on it. Yeah. Um. And Steve Aoki, he's a very very famous DJ, like sells out Vegas. Okay. Um. And his producer makes a lot of music. But anyway, they redid Crash Into Me, which you haven't heard it. It's on anywhere you get streaming music, and it is actually pretty darn catchy. Um, I mean, you have to like kind of dance hits. I mean, it's not like well, overly thumpy, but it does what have. What was a the source of it? I mean, because Glee's done. Yeah, right? yeah, he's uh, just side project. Just one of just do their own thing. Okay. Wait, wants to like make mashups and stuff like that. Little side project. Decided to, you know, what? Always wanted to do Crash and Enemy. Got together with Steve Aoki and and put it together, and it's catchy. It's dancey. So, Don't you know? You gotta like that kind of dance pump you up music, but. This is the news that I'm looking forward to talking about, yep. and I'm excited about it, is Jeff Coffin has a new album yeah. coming out. Um, there are some clips on SoundCloud. It's a short little album, right? Eight or nine tracks like that? I think so, yeah. Seven or eight. It's called Dream Shanty, and that if that evokes memories and thoughts of the Flectones, um, you'd, be, you'd probably be on track. Uh, Joe and I just listened, I've listened to some few clips right before yeah. we started here, um, the the tie-in with DMB outside of obviously Jeff is that Carter and Stefan guest on some of these songs as well. Stefan was on record saying this music's good for his soul. Like it's very he's very much connected with the the tracks on here. And listening again, listening to some of the tracks, I hear some piano on there, but um, it it reminds me way more of the Flectones than it does DMB. Let's just put that out there right now, which you would probably expect, right? Jeff is certainly a different style saxophonist than the DMB catalog, I would say, mm -hmm. and plays far different than Roy typically when you hear Jeff's solo works or work with the Flectones. Yep. Um, so for those of you who miss that sound, you're going to like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool sounding. Um, I mean, you know, I'm interested to hear more. It's on pre-order right now, so you can pre-order copies. It'll be digital. There'll also be a CD, and there are clips posted online if you want to um, check out some of the clips. I'm interested to see the liner notes. I probably should listen to the album first before reading the liner notes, but I'd like to see 
was this recorded in a studio or just in Jeff's, you know, Jeff's uh, home studio? Wait, wh- how many songs is Carter on? How many songs is Stefan yeah. on? And and some of those other, there's a lot of other talented musicians on it too. And, and it's talk like about a, someone who loves music yeah. though. Even when they're not touring Jeff's Instagram, he's like he's doing oh my he's doing talks with high schoolers about yeah. you know, and this, he's he's he reminds me of Ben the the Ben Folds of saxophone. Yep. He's you know. very passionate, does always want to do I mean, like, you and I, we have to deal with technology all the time. And sometimes, at least for myself, sometimes I need a break from technology um, just because you're doing it around it all the time. Yep. Jeff, I don't think he, I don't think he can literally go very long without being away yeah. from... Yeah, this from guy hangs out at Woodwind stores on off days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's a nice read you got there, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing your Friday night? <laughs> going, to the, yeah. going to the Woodwind store. I tune, I tune clarinets. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the guy's way into it. He's a super nice guy too. Anybody who's had the pleasure of meeting Jeff would would agree. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to support that. So yeah, check I out think it's Dream cheap Shanty. Too. I think it's like freaking ten bucks or something. So um, is that above or below your threshold? I'll stop. Oh, you know, every, you know, everything is above my threshold. <laughs> 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 oh, Joe. Okay, so now on to the tour. We're not going to go through every show, but we're going to talk about the highlights, and a lot of those highlights are tied into the debuts, right? And we got a few debuts over the last month. Uh, More than a few, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to see some diversity now. We're up to 85 unique songs. Um, I think half of those are covers, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The covers have been picking up. Um, yeah, we do, there are a number of segues too that have, have come out and partial songs that kind of bump that number up. Um, yep. uh, so it's a, it's a little bit higher. I would say about, I think it's like seven of the songs are, I don't know if they're really songs like anyone seen the bridge, water in the wine, kill the preacher, blue water, you know, so some of those are. Uh, you know, yeah, they pumped that number up a little bit, but Hey, I'm not complaining about any of those. Yeah. At all. Blue, uh, blue water for me, man, that is, that is. One of those songs that has survived never, ever being played a lot, not even somewhat regularly, and yet it's one of their oldest songs. It's one of the most obscure songs. It's almost like if they would break out Heath, Heathcliff's Haiku Warriors every four years. Yeah. And it's like, well, you haven't forgotten about that thing yet? It's because so much of the stuff it seems like they have forgotten about. Yeah. Where... I mean, that, that's amazing to me that Blue Water still same, shows up here and there. I, you know, I thought the same thing, actually. That's so crazy. I was like, how does he remember this, of right. all things? And then there's other Of stuff, all things. And then there's, like, the third lyric of Gray Street. Well, we can't remember. We can't do that, <laughs> but we can, we can do Blue Water? I'm like, I'll take yeah. it. I'm happy. I'm not going to complain. Well, um, Camden, um, Camden started off by, by adding in Pig, which that's probably another one of those songs that uh, that I'll take at any show. Yeah. Just, as an, it came in as an opener too, so bam, yeah, that was yeah. that was a that was an awesome way come back from the break. Everyone was wondering how it's gonna be tour debut pig opener. Starts it with a hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> really great. Um, and Camden, it can the, the hits keep coming. You know, night two, you had twenty seven show up, which I think is um, I, I don't know, I like it. I'll, I'll say this, like that um, little red bird. Bonus content disc from Big Whiskey is yeah. one of my favorite releases they've ever done. I know. Like, what's on there? You got 27, Write a Song, Little Red Bird, Beach Ball. Beach Ball, yeah. And there's one more, isn't there? 
I don't think so. Is there? It, it wasn't. It was, was it just. just was, it, was it just like the um, playing around stuff? Was it just like a? Or was it like an alternate take of? Yeah. Something that was on there. Little red bird. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look at us looking up this stuff on demand. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here we go. It's four tracks. Nope. That was it. Twenty-seven beach ball. Whoa. Twenty. Right. A song wasn't on there. No, it was on the. Um... It must have been the bonus disc or whatever, right? Or oh, they've got it wrong on this. Discogs.com has Beach Ball listed twice, but that ain't right. That ain't right. Little Red Bird is 27 Beach Ball, Little Red Bird, and Write a Song. Yes. So I was right. So, yeah, man. I mean, four amazing songs, I think. Four criminally underplayed songs. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. Just just fantastic. Um, and we'll get a little bit more into some of those other songs there. But um, 27 was played. Sugar Will was liberated. That Yeah, I think people really wanted Sugar Will for the longest time. And to suddenly, you know, finally came back. I think people were really, really excited. The audience not, didn't really go around screaming and singing it. Because um, it hasn't been played since That's like... That's what I hear. Yeah. And, but it, I'm hearing that... Go ahead people aren't really in love with the 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 current iteration of it that it's kind of weakened mm -hmm. since its debut in 04. Yeah. But the allure of it in 04 I think is just what attracts right. the song and that it hasn't been played that much since. I mean, really got played <laughs> once in 2017 um like Dave and Tim or something I can't remember and well, then it was We got it in Alpine in 2017 I think. No. No. No? Probably 20 uh was the 2016 year in Alpine? Probably that's why that would have been it. Yes. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Um. But you know what? Too. It's tough to. It's tough to long for a version of the song that was all always incomplete. When they were playing that, it was not really a complete song. It was them. It went on for twelve minutes. Road testing and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was that was a that was uh, that was easily the roughest of the 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 big four two thousand four songs, yep. which were what Joyride, Crazy Easy, Hello Again, and Sugar Will. I think. Yes. Yep. Yep, yep. And, oh, I just mentioned another one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, The Maker was also liberated with Amos Lee, Can the Night 2, that's, as a guest. That's pretty cool. And that was what? The Maker, um, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. You didn't list it, but it was then played at a different, a subsequent show, right? The, but it was the first time, that performance was the first time that it had been played without a guest in a long time, I think. Yeah, pretty crazy. Amos Lee has been to a bunch of the Philly shows, D&B and Dave and Tim shows, just kind of watching. He's a he's a fan. Um, I've seen him around, and uh, awesome to get him on the stage. And he did, people like his version. He didn't just try to repeat how Dave sings it. He kind of gave his layer to it, and some people were like, well, I kind of like how he did it. I kind of like like that that yeah, version it's a cool, of it. It's a cool tune too. Yeah. Um am I the only one who reads Amos Lee and think it's female? It's a, it's not a not a gender specific I'm not, name. I don't think I'm not saying it's a girly name. It's just I read it and for whatever reason this this skinny redheaded woman pops into my mind. <laughs> I'm probably thinking of like Annie DeFranco who's probably not redheaded or skinny either. I I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. He he is not that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then Hartford Night One was, uh, was no liberation. They're not, nothing new, but it's Hartford, so who cares, really? 
Well, that was it was it was Mansfield as quote unquote the night one. You know, um, I, I always call ah. I always call Hartford the night two because it's like Mansfield's like the first night and oh, Hart- Hartford's like the night two. But yeah, you know, you know they played a couple shows between uh, like Bethel and then they played Mansfield. There weren't there wasn't any any new debuts, but then they got to their quote unquote night two, their Saturday show at Hartford and broke out. You never know, which is pretty awesome. And yep. uh, seven, which is pretty average um yeah in my opinion but um a lot of people like that song i actually met a girl at spec that that was the one song that she wanted to hear was seven and i was like really that's the one yeah. and then and then you said goodbye <laughs> well, I thought, <laughs> oh you like this song okay. yeah i think she was sitting next to me so i wasn't able to to get to get away <laughs> um so yeah so a couple couple debuts in hartford and then deer creek which i think was I think that was really one of the stronger two night weekends this entire tour. Really strong, and it and it's got a theme of being strong. This isn't like a it, it first time. For caught me. a lot of people off guard. I think it was it was it was extra strong. I think that's what caught people off. Yeah. Um, I mean, even uh, the the um, rarest song of the two of this of the t- rarest show of the tour so far. Also, by the way, night two or night one. Night one. Night one. I loved night one. It was just so Oof, good. I mean, let's look at this. I mean, you got Busta What's Around, which was its second play of the tour. You Might Die Trying. Do You Remember? So they got at, they got that out of the way. Yep. And it's funny the way it is. And here comes Sugar Will every day. Then you get Stone, Gray Street, the tour debut of If I Had It All. Yeah, Liberation. Uh, yep. 41. And then you've got Can't Stop, <laughs> Jimmy Thing, Fly Looking Eagle. Sorry. <laughs> Why am the tour debut of Write a Song, Granny, Typical, which is always, always sell. That's another one for me, Joe. Yep. You and Me and Stay. I'm reading this off, and it's not like <laughs> it's got strong parts. Yeah. Got strong parts. I, I, but go ahead. Grace is gone. Yeah. I freaking love it. Yeah. And Encore One, mm-hmm. I freaking love it even more. Yep. It's a great way to come yeah. back out. Yeah. If I Had It All, I just was so excited when they played that. I have been listening to If I Had It All, um, Simply Red outro on YouTube, like nonstop for the past couple years, thanks to my buddy Burns, and um, I just never, I always wanted him to play it, and I can't, could not believe it when they broke it out, and I sang my heart out uh, during it. It was pretty amazing, and there you go. it's only it's only been played that time. They haven't brought it back out since. Um, the um, or write a song, write a song. They haven't yeah. played that since yet either. For the album every day. That would be my go-to track. Yeah, if I had it all. Yep, yep. That's a good one. Quick side, quick sidebar on that. Every day is turning into the song of 2019. Um, Buddy has taken over the song. I mean, pretty soon, no one does this yet, but I'm going to make a prediction. People are going to start saying, um, Buddy, Buddy, come and dance buddy, with me. Buddy, Buddy. Come and dance with me. Um, because he just freaking... It just takes it over the song. His singing is amazing, okay. and so everybody loves it, and they're doing it a lot now. But it's pretty, it's pretty awesome to see. Um, so, at sidestep, that's probably a high trending song of the 2019. Interesting. Tour. We'll check out one of those recordings on DMB Hub too. There you go. Yeah. Thanks to our awesome tapers taping, and then we can get those on the Hub app for live streaming, which yeah. has been really well received too. Thank you, tapers. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Uh, so write a song, yeah, another, I mean, special one. And then Deer Creek Night 2 stepped it up even more with uh, a bunch more debuts. I mean, you've got Minarets, Idea of You, um, 
Squirm shows up. Um, Fool to Think. Fool to Think. Rooftop. And then Water into Wine, which is another one of those things that kind of blue water-ish, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Where, 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 where did that come from? How does he remember that? Right. Right. So, I mean, another another strong a strong show. You've got PMP Rapunzel to close the show. Or, you know, Don't Drink the Water, PMP Rapunzel. And then you've got Two-Step and Ants marching in the... Uh, in the encore again and again shows up um it opens with anyone seen the bridge that was the third time i think ever they'd done that the bridge to open yes the show. i remember the tweet on that yes um yeah. very rare not i not that looked that up from my phone i was like yeah this is special let's look this up yeah. oh three times cool yeah it's that's and it was like listed on the set list like normally bridge is never on the set list to actually see the words um you know and uh, so it's cool to see that too yeah, they've yep. been mixing that up. They've been playing. They've been breaking that up, doing bridge too much, just uh, on its own. It's actually see, it's, we're seeing that more frequently than the um, so much to say version of it. How did they start it, Joe? Did they start it with that dun, 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 little baby? Is that how they started it? Yes, it, it, from my memory. Okay, Jeez, yeah, that's that's okay. Definitely going deep, but I'm pretty sure it just starts like that. Yeah, I think it'd be cool just to, to skip that first part. Like just Stefan coming out and Car him and Car just laying that down just to start would be sweet. <laughs> or like a, like a Stefan solo that just kind of then he like I like almost what he does with uh, Crush and then just starts going breaks into that. Right, right. And and, and I I just love the different stuff that they do. They do the 2001 Space Odyssey and all that. Like all that's kind of just really cool. High energy. It makes me miss Roy though too because he would he would honk on that. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Very night too. Uh, night, night too. Pretty powerful. I mean, freaking six debuts if you count Water and a Wine. Un, un, other than like the opening shows of the tour, which everything's a debut. Um, you don't really get to see that from any of the other shows, especially yeah. this late in the tour. I probably would pick Night Two over Night One if you if you forced me into it. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're both good. It was an awesome weekend. Very. I mean, that, that's a tough choice, right? And and I'll take that choice yeah. in terms of hey, if you make both of them really good, you want to pick them both. That's a good, good stop. Yep. Uh, Cincy at Riverbend mm-hmm. got Lionar Graves, which you know isn't normally something that waits until two thirds of the way through the tour to uh, and it's st- to get on the board. And it's the only time it's been played so far. They haven't they haven't brought or it halfway back. through. Yep, which is pretty yep. crazy. Yep, just that. Um, and it also saw. Ain't it funny how time slips away? Another guy that just kind of got pulled out. Yeah, it, it kind of went on the shelf for a little while. Yeah. What's next? Waste. <laughs> hey, which I would not complain. Uh, no, I wouldn't complain either. You know, mixing up the E one spot instead of just always getting some devil or sister. Um, you know, mixing it up. And and it's hard to ignore, but you have to ignore because as we've talked about, Dave and Tim shows and Dave Matthews shows, as rare as they are, are so much wider in the catalog. Where there's almost some songs that are almost exclusively for those acoustic settings. And so even though, ain't it funny? broke out Dave and Tim just last month in, in um at Finger Lakes Pack, you know, out there mm-hmm. and was played in, in Mexico, you almost have to ignore it as uh, it hasn't been played in so long because again, those exactly those set list choices are so far off. And it has not been played in a full band setting since almost nine years ago. And at towards the end of July two thousand and ten at Churchill Downs was at a festival was the last time that was played in a full band uh, it's never been played, I don't think, full band, right? It's been a Dave Solo song, Dave Solo. no matter where. Correct. But at a full band show, I mean... Yes, okay, good. I was just oh, hang on, hang on. 
at that Churchill Downs show, it was Dave Carter, Tim, and Zach Brown. That's cool. Yeah, that's a rare, that's yep. rare for that to happen. Yep. But yeah, it's it's not typically uh, not typically at a Dave Matthews Band show. So that's out of nowhere too. Yeah, so. that that's pretty cool. Since the other thing, cool thing that happened there was the first time they played "Fly Like an Eagle" without Jimmy. We killed Jimmy, Jimmy, and we just got "Fly Like an Eagle." Got the outro. We didn't have to play. We didn't have to play Jimmy thing to get to it. So that was yeah, pretty we, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they haven't. I don't, I don't think they've done it since. But uh, was nice to see just getting "Fly Like an Eagle" and no no Jimmy. Psych. Psych. Now, the Tinley Show, Joe, I know had the debut that you and everybody else was really waiting for. Matt, where are you going with this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to the bathroom. You know what? Interesting fact, which we haven't, we haven't got to, um, is that was the last Yellow song, which you probably don't know what that means until we talk about it later in the pod, but it was the last Yellow song that had not been played yet this tour. Um, so... It took us until Tinley, and where are you going to hit all the yellow songs? More on that later. Now, I will say this. This is a show, in my opinion, that, that started a strong, probably stronger than any show all tour, and then did the old 180, in my opinion, and, and fell off at the end. But you never know. Rooftop, Big Eyed Fish, Bartender. Stop. Yep. Come on, yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go home now. Yeah, that's what I said. That's. I think that's what I actually said <laughs> during the show. I was like, okay, they can do whatever they want. Uh, I'm pretty happy. With- and they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with this. But they, that, I mean, they. Yeah. I'm very happy. I was afraid Tinley was going to get the Alpine effect. You know, was going to be the uh, the runt of the litter and just hang over. Some- yeah. But um, you know, it, it it ended up being a good show and it got some you know unique stuff. It got a tour debut and uh, you know I'm happy with what they did with. Uh, with Tinley. So then Alpine, which the uh, the forever um, debate is uh, the big the big three Gorge Alpines back and the intervenue wars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now we get to Alpine. We did have one debut, and it was the second time ever played technically. Right, technically. Not really because the yeah. The first time was not with Dave Matthews. No, it was like what? Seaville uh, All-Stars. Seaville All-Stars, right. And this was, uh, Dave was on vacation in South Africa. So the Seaville All-Stars are Boyd Tinsley, Carter Beaufort, Leroy Moore, Chris White, Daryl Rose, Doug Wanamaker, Houston Ross, Johnny Gilmore, Kristen Asbury, Mike Durham, and Timmy Reynolds. So that group played a 24-minute version of Right Place, Wrong Time. 24 minutes? I didn't, Trex, I didn't know it was 24 minutes. At Trex wow. in Charlottesville on January 12th, 1993. So I would say this was a debut, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, this was a song debut. This is a Dave Matthews Band song review, you know, version debut. Although it now has the lowest rarity index of any song on this tour because of that play in 1993. Yeah. It's... It's it, theoretically, it's been 16 and a half years since it was last played. So its rarity is off the. So if not, the night that it was played, its rarity index would have been 100. Right. But now because it's been played 16 years ago, its rarity index is one one tenth of one percent. It's very it rare. Yes, because it's very been rare. This long time between. Um, I I mean in my head I count it as first time, but I I, I we have too, to sure. we have to kind of count it that way. Um, for statistical purposes, because it was played yep. with, you know, majority of the band there. Yep. yep. Um, which is cool. It was also on that was Preservation Hall band. They guested on that. Yes. Um, uh, so that's a that was a that was the the major treat I would say of um, 
of that show. It was nice to get water into wine, two-step ants as the set closer, not like the show closer, set closer. Yeah. And a late seek up, like a seek up in like the last third of the show. You don't usually get a really far back seek up. Um, you know, so that was cool. That was pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's night, really cool night one. Yeah. And then we move on to night two and only one more debut. But again, we've got, <clears throat> you know, you've got uh, Lover Lay Down in there, which is their debut. Yep. Bayou was with Preservation Hall. You had JTR in there as well. That was all. Um, those were all. In, that was all in order. Louisiana Bayou Preservation yeah. Hall. JTR. Lover Lay Down. Tour debut. Yeah. And I mean, you have the second appearance of Twenty Seven. The encore was Best of What's Around. All Watchtower. I mean, that's a that's a, that's awesome <laughs> to get Best of What's Around as E One. Boy, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, what did you? How did you feel about the Alpine uh, Two Night Stand show? It was awesome. It was it was a good time. Yeah. Um, any bros there in the parking lot? I talked about that with some people. I said, Matt Matt, oh. Matt thinks this place is all bros. So I asked them, let me know if you think that or not. I actually didn't get their, their aftertake, but um, I did talk about you in that sense. Um, yeah, there were some bros, um, and there were some non-bros, and there was everybody. And it, was, it was a good time. Um, it was a hot ticket. <laughs> Um, you, the, if you've been to Alpine or not, the, the, the pit is massive. I mean, it's one of the bigger pits on the tour. Well, that's, um, and it was hard. three years since the last yeah, show yeah. there, right? And it was a hard ticket to get, um, hard ticket. I, uh, I had, I did not get into the pit. Um, so I, you know, as it was, uh, a lot of people wanted to go. I think the major problem is everybody wants to get close. Nobody wants a lawn anymore. We all older. And so blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah. um, the shows were great. I think the energy was great. Uh, it was awesome return. Um, happy with the set list. Um, you know, I think that the addition of Preservation Hall helps. If, if there was no Preservation Hall, um, you know, it, it needed that little extra, I think. Um, but I was very happy with Alpine. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. We had a couple of shows in between there. You had Clarkson slash Detroit. Which was um, like sleeper. I mean, like a... Yeah, you know, not, not, pretty standard. Not much happened. I mean... If if I had an encore of Granny Stay, I I would not be pleased to be quite honest with you. But Granny's good. Um, uh, stay, yeah. I'm 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 Granny's harmless because it's short, but I'm kind of I'm kind of over it just in terms of frequency. Yeah. It does get played quite a bit. Um, and then you had the Toronto Ontario show, which played like a uh, like a festival show. Does it feel like that to you a little no, bit? No, like, I didn't. I didn't think that. Uh, I'm surprised you said it. What what made you think that? Just uh, it just seems like it's well-worn stuff, pretty pretty mainstream. I mean, they did get the second play of Where Are You Going. <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, a lot of double-digit appearances. I liked though. it better than the, the previous show in Detroit, the DTE. I mean, at yeah, least they got yeah. Seek Up. And, um, you know, Recently, it was interesting to hear a Here On Out was the uh, an E1 spot. Usually that's like a, that's, that's great. a mid-set like reset. You know, it's a, it's a good spot that's for great. it. Um, it was better. I think the only downside with Toronto is, is the fact that they went to SPAC night one the following night and played ten of the same songs. So if you went, yeah. if you went to Toronto and then also went to Saratoga, just back to back, you heard had pretty half of the pretty much the same show. Can we talk about SPAC? At least let's start at night one. Am I out of line here? What happened? Wait, what are you ta- what are you talking about? I feel like. Spec is where they bring it. If they bring it anywhere, okay. I saw a lot of people stunned. What is the set? <laughs> what is going on here? 
I mean, yeah, I think you can. There is an argument for that, and I would definitely say people were a little shook at Saratoga. It was a good show. It just wasn't a stunner of a show. Right. Um, the unique thing that you don't see on the surface with the set list is there are a lot of songs here that just aren't getting played that frequently on tour. Um, but it's hard to see that in the set list. If you're just looking, you're like, you're just looking, evaluating the songs. Maybe you're doing our show flow plus or minus or whatever. Yep. yep. Um, and you might just be given a lot of neutrals or, or whatever. They are songs that have not really been played that much, which is kind of nice, but there wasn't any of that special it factor other than the one that's actually pretty, is kind of pretty special. And that's Joyride. Joyride, yeah. Liberation Return or Joyride, which was pretty cool. What's that, six years? Um, I think 13. It was playing 13. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure. Been a while. Pretty sure. Yep, 13. And, you know, I listened to it. I listened to it. It's on the hub. Yep. I listened to Joyride, and, yes, it was last played at the Gorge 2013. So I was at the last play of that. I was, too, yeah. When I looked it up in the app when they, when they played it. I was like, when was the last time it was played? It told, and, oh, it told and then you, it huh? also said you were at that show, too. So I was like, huh. There you go. Um, it sounded good. The, you know, I tell you one thing. The beginning part of the song sounded weird to me. Missing violin. Uh, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. That needs a violin. But that's just me. Yep. Um, the other unique thing that happened was new Jimmy Thing outro. You're getting your favorite song, Jimmy Thing. Yeah. But they did a black back in black slash staying alive. So it was, you know, back in black music to Dave singing staying alive um they did that for you know a couple minutes and then they went into the fly like an eagle uh outro that they've done after jimmy thing too so that was a new little mashup that is different yeah Yeah. different lyrics different music and just out of the blue so that's kind of cool i'm sure they i'm sure dave thought that was joyride and that were going to be the the two special night one things and then night two um i think uh came out uh, much better. The set list, but better set list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have lover lay down in there, lying in the hands of God. Pig, um, kill the preacher shows up. Say goodbye shows up, mm-hmm. and say goodbye was separated from forty one with can't stop. Uh, okay, <laughs> but kill the listen to this run. Kill the preacher or say goodbye. Kill the preacher into grace is gone. JTR. Don't drink here on out. Gray Street Nancy's a forty tees. With a, I mean that's a that's a run right there. Really good run. Real strong. Lover lay down early in the show. Obviously, stay a uh, stay set closer. Yeah, mm. this encore is crazy. So you got Sledgehammer. They did a Blue Water tease. And then PNP Rapunzel, which that I, let me tell you to a point, I saw people pissed about that. Which but PNP is that my second? Is that a white list for you? Yep, it is. I saw it at my second show ever at SPAC, and I was dancing my ass off in the aisle. I, I don't, you know, that was 2000. They had, had it, they had slowed it down a little bit at that point. Uh, I, I love that song so much. Um, I mean, Sledgehammer, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Sledgehammer E1, that's powerful. I mean, that, that's a crowd favorite song, and to come out yeah. and play that in E1, that's like, you know, I don't know what equivalent would be. It would be like, don't drink the water E1. It's not that, but it's, it's that pleasing if i can give them credit on something it seems like the encores i don't have any stats to back this up but it seems like the encores are more of a snow globe style like shake it up it could be dave solo mm. it could be grace is gone full band but kind yeah, of slower yeah. it could be sledgehammer it could be best of what's around i like 
that's what I want an encore to be, man. Yeah. I want it to be, I don't know what they're going to, usually, oh, Dave's going to come out and play Sister, and they're going to play Watchtower. Yep. That used to be the thing. Now, you might get and, or two-step ants, uh, wherever you think about those songs, current iterations, mm-hmm. you've got powerhouses, or maybe you'll get a quiet, and then something knock your socks off. Some devil might sneak in there. I love the encore variety. Yeah, mixing it up. That's cool. That is really cool. I would agree. That that and, and and maybe there's some songs that have been played a little bit more. I think the number one encore right now is uh, Watchtower, but they'll play a different E1. So yeah, maybe it's still Watchtower, yeah. but they haven't done the same E1 for all of them, which is pretty cool. Something's gonna be played the most. Yeah, that's that. I mean, something will always be played the most. Yep. Whatever that is. Yep. Um. So two big questions. Oh. I'll I'll. I'll ask the smaller of the two first. Okay. Alpine or Spack Joe? No, really. I'm putting you on the spot. Here comes the hate mail. <laughs> Joe at antsmarching.org. <laughs> we can't. We aren't the one to end this debate. This is a good debate to keep having. Okay, but I, I'm not saying okay. this is a proclamation. I want to know your opinion. I know. I know. Damn it! Why, why don't you let me prepare my thoughts here? If you don't know me by now, Joe, you'll never know me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do I like? Which one do I like out of Saratoga or Alpine? That's the take question. your friends, take the group. Okay. Try to take that all okay. out of it, please. Thank you. That helps because I could not choose. Because then you're going to have to judge which group of friends you like better. <laughs> <laughs> that's like choosing between friends. Yeah. If I, okay, take the friends out. Friends have nothing to do with it. Um, because that's like choosing between, you know, two children. Um, mm-hmm. I liked just putting my head in my mind space and everything. I had more fun at Saratoga, concert-wise, probably. Okay. I, th- I thought chalk I thought another one up for the East Coast. They're, they're, it's tough though. They're both very good. I I know everyone thinks the Saratoga was pretty light, um, and, and it, it, it was wasn't. It wasn't overly special, but I don't know. The crowd is just so good at Saratoga. The upstate New York, I would say probably more than anywhere, and I would even include Charlottesville, because you don't get the mix of the crowd at Charlottesville. Is, 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 it's an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. I would argue that upstate New York is Dave Matthews' band country more than anywhere else in the entire world. Yep. I mean, there it, it's a diff, it's just very hardcore. There are great fans in the West Coast. There's great fans in the in the Midwest, but um, it's just another level of like knowing every song. And it, it, you know, I think a big part is when you go to a concert. So, you know, two people go to a concert. One person might be a big fan, and they're bringing somebody else along with them. That's an average fan or not that big a fan. I think at Saratoga, both people in those seats are big fans. It's not like one person dragging somebody else along. It's the two people in those seats are both very big DMB fans, and so you just get that extra amplification. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree. I mean, I, I and there's an argument for Alpine, and our, our good friend Crumbo uh, is is probably one of the first people that would argue that the Alpine shows were, were much better, but, uh, I don't know. I just kind of felt, uh, maybe it's cause it was the more recent one that I'm feeling that way. Okay. So now the big question, and then we'll take a brief break and then we have to come back and cover this color code stuff. Like in the next 30 minutes, max, cause I got <laughs> to go after that. We'll do it in less than that. But here we go. Were there two step chance <laughs> at Saratoga? I mean, at Saratoga. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there were. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't, and, oh. and there were there were thank you chants at Alpine, 
Uh, oh. But it was faint. It wasn't as loud, or maybe I didn't hear it as well. But there were thank you chants. I think I may have tweeted out that was a real victory of the weekend for Alpine. What? No, there was thank no you. massive thank you <laughs> chant. I would have ta- there was a chant, and I would have taken it at the end of um, what was it like forty one or something. Um, would have been a nice touch and get it out of the way and make sure it doesn't come out as a full song. But didn't play it at all, which is a surprise. And I looked back, like it hadn't been on, it hasn't actually been listed on the set list for um, for many years. Even though it's been played, it hasn't been listed on the set list. So if Dave's just looking back at past set lists, he wasn't going to see Thank You on there. Um, so he didn't have a reminder about it until, oh, maybe he was on stage and people started chanting it. But yeah, yeah at the end of night two, Ooh. was it night two? Yeah, end of night two, Saratoga, after PMP Rapunzel, band hits, throws their insurance down. It was a pretty loud two step. They wanted a second encore with two step, but it did not happen. Yeah. So one more thing before we take the quick break is Dave did a full day. We talked about how rare these Dave Matthews full solo shows are. We're not talking radio interviews or little promotional things, but a full Dave Matthews band show. Yeah, like, like for, not like, um, yeah, like when you say the little ones, like not, some of those are like six songs or something like that. Yeah, this guy's songs. a full set, and it's, it's, it's owners and hotel guests of the Blackberry Farm and Mountain out there in Walland, Tennessee. Really weird. It was a, a couple nights ago on the 15th of July. What about the show, man? Yeah, show's amazing. Um, I mean, it was. Would lo- I would love to get a recording of this, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's some videos that sneak out, but a whole thing, clear audio, thanks to the tapers, um, it would be amazing. But yeah, you want to run through some of the the highlights there, some of the songs? Well, you said it was the um, the the first full Virginia in the Rain. Yeah. As Dave Solo. Dave Solo. Which yeah. Never done a Dave Solo version. Really interesting. Yeah. The suite showed up for the first time in a while. Yeah. Yep. Got alligator pie. Long time. We got loving wings, and hopefully whatever gravy dug that out of stays buried. Well, it's an interesting like like just to get Dave solo. It's not like this whole massive sure. song, but the end of the song sure. with the full band is actually part of the. But part of little the red bird. Oh yeah. man, yeah. I want to hear that song so I love that song. <laughs> and then this, I guess for a uh, a solo show. Well, first of all, come tomorrow, close the main set. Which what a what that must have brought the house down. But oh, did, but this encore is wild. Uh, so it's a blue water tease. Is that, is that what I'm we sorry? have in there? I wonder if I is that we have come tomorrow, close the set. Okay. After um, two. Steps. I know we got an email on this, and we should probably give a thanks to the person that sent us an email. Um, if you have it anywhere, but um, I don't. And there may be an ants in there, but we can come back to that. Yeah, and then so and then um, the encore, the Blue Water into Ants. So this says Watchtower, and then I'll yeah, back you up to close crazy. it all. What some devil, all on the Watchtower, and then close it with I'll back you up. That's just insane way to close the show. Such a rare song, and the follow up Watchtower like crazy. I want to I want to see the set list to see if that was on there or that was just a last minute ad or what. Such a special song to have set to end. Really cool. Really cool. So, yeah, let's just take a quick break here. We'll come back and we will dive into the color coding. Yeah? Cool. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Okay, we're back. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that tune that we played there. Um, we've got a little bit of a runway to go before we we finish up here, but we wanted to dive into something we were missed that we that we missed it last time. Joe made a joke that said we should get to the end of this one and say, "Oops, no time for this either." <laughs> but no, we're gonna do. And you it. debated it. Yeah. We're going long for you. Joe canceled his dinner plans. He's in it for the long haul. Um, a couple. Joe, why don't you you know the timeline a little That's bit better up. on this? Why don't you set yeah. us up? Um, I actually don't know the date of the. Oh, of thanks the for your help. <laughs> but uh, probably right uh, around, right after Camden, right? Uh, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, we got a picture from uh, the band from Buddy that was taken at uh, at their like um, what do they call that room? The band room. Uh, the green yeah, room, room, right? Dress room. Yeah, dressing dress, room. Band yeah. dressing room. Um, where Dave writes the set lists, um, and it had a picture of some of the stuff that Dave uses to build the set list. And on the picture was, you know, the piece of paper they print that has Pat, the most recent shows at that venue. Um, and then it also had this new piece of paper that we had not seen before. And it was a piece of paper that has all, for the most part, has a, a majority of the DMB main catalog on it, songs that they've played recently or from albums, all alphabetical, and the songs, there are certain songs on this list that had highlighted colors. So a handful of them, about 30 of them, were highlighted yellow. And another, I want to say it's 18, 17 or 18, were highlighted red. And so there was a lot of discussion on, whoa, what is that piece of paper that has all the songs on it? What are the colors what is mean? This col- yeah, why are some songs highlighted? What are some other ones? And so uh, it, was, it was a really interesting, um, some really stuff. We tweeted out and put it on the social. We did a couple of news articles about it. So you can see some, you can see this photo and you can see the, what it looks like if you go to just the website or go to, um, you know, our Instagram or social media pages, if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, we kind of dove into it and, you know, early, early thoughts were, you know, looking at the songs, there's quite a bit of yellow. Like I said, 30, it's like, it's like a hundred and I don't have the numbers in here, but, uh, let me see, I can pull it up here. You have 162 uh, total songs listed. Okay, 162, like 30 of them yellow, and like... Um, it looks like... Uh, red? Yeah, 30 of them yellow, 10 of them red. Sorry, uh, those are the ones played. that played. My bad. Uh, yeah. 17 of them red, 30 yellow. There you go. So, if you haven't seen the list, just real quick, like examples of yellow ones are 41, Ants Marching, Best of What's Around, Cornbread, Crash Into Me, Don't Drink the Water, Crush, Nancy's, Everyday Granny, Gray Street, Halloween, Pig, Rapunzel, Recently, One Sweet World, Lion, Our Graves, Jimmy Thinks, Say Goodbye, So Much to Say, Song of Jane Likes, The Stone, Too Much, You and Me, Why I Am, Where Are You Going, What Would You Say, Warehouse, Two-Step, Billies. That's actually all of them. Um, so those are the yellow songs. Pretty much fan favorites there. Those are some like pretty popular songs. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at the red songs. Red songs are number 27, Bartender, Big-Eyed Fish, Break Free, Dreaming Tree, Fool to Think, Help Myself, Idea of Your Rooftop, Loving Wings, Last Stop, Kill the King, Joyride, Shotgun, So Right, and You uh, you Never Know in Typical Situation. Um, that sounds like pretty, they're also crowd, crowd pleasers, but not all of them, right? Or Not all. You know, you, know, so, you, know, you wouldn't normally think like Fool to Think is a right. crowd pleaser. But they're songs that you know, we don't hear enough of. None of those you're like get played all that often they're like oh you know it's they're kind of songs that are selectively played they're awesome songs they're definitely songs that would make people happy um and so everyone's wondering what the red was and there was a theory early on the red was um 
it was different guitars. They needed to have a special guitar for those songs, so they were highlighted red. And there, there is some sense to that. A, a lot of the songs that are those red ones, they do have special guitars. You know, the little, the little guitars and whatnot, or the twelve-string guitars. But it's not every one of those. Um, not all of those use special guitars. And addition to that, um, there are other songs on this list. These hundred and sixty, sixty-two songs. Um, that have special guitars. For instance, Alligator Pie is on this list, but Alligator Pie has a very special guitar. It's only a guitar that's only used for alligator. Alligator. I can't say the word. Alligator Pie. So if that was the not case, Alligator the Pie. Yeah. <laughs> alligator Pie. If that were the case, Alligator Pie should be red because it has a special guitar that. Um, right. That it has. So not guitar. Well, the stone. Uh, uh, the, the stone. Wait, sorry, the stone. Dreaming Tree is not a special guitar either. Right. So there, there's plenty of examples that are not special guitars. There are, but that that doesn't doesn't flesh out. So we've had, um, you know, there was some interesting data on this. There was some a, a lot of away from the world songs were missing from this. That was very interesting. Yeah. There were a bunch of away from the world. Um, and so we did an article on this and, and reported on some interesting things like the joke was on here, a Brandy cover song, you know, and a lot of these things. Well, then a couple of weeks later, um, I think it was Deer Creek Night Two, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was, um, but he happened to capture another picture of this, and it was uh, only a subset of it. We couldn't see the whole thing this time as much, and this time there was purple coloring, and the purple coloring ends up matching up to the songs that were played the previous night. So it was night two. All the purple songs were the, all the night one songs that they played at, at uh, Deer Creek, so Dave could see on this list, oh, these purple ones are ones I just played, so probably don't pick from those. Um, and we also noticed in this new updated one that the list had changed. Um, they had added in some of the missing Away From the World songs. They had added in um, The Riff and Gaucho and probably the other ones based on some of the new spacing. So looks like they've uh, since updated it since we did the article. But ultimately it all comes down to is what does this mean? How has Dave used this? Why is it yellow? Why is this red? Why should I care? Um, and what we're trying to understand and what, what we can look at now is we've, we're a number of shows in. We're all, you know, we've done a good half of the tour, and we can map out all the set lists that have been played and play, say how many songs in that show were yellow, how many were red, and how many were, uh, you know, just white, just on this list. And what you can find out is pretty much the edges, every show has 47% or nearly 50% of the show is yellow songs. I like that. And that. You'll, you'll point out with the standard deviation, but that's not 47% average because some are 10 and some are 90. Yes. It's like, a standard deviation of five. So yeah. it is smack very tight around here's the, 50. Here's the percentages over the course of the tour. You got uh, like a 40, 48, 67, 57, 48, 48, 48, 42, 42, 52, 52, 42, 50, 47, 57, 45, 45, 45, 47, 55, 40, 50, 48, 40, 41, 47. I mean... Right there. It's right down the middle. Right down the middle. So what does that tell us? And I think it makes sense is what we theorize, but now the data is showing us is that Dave shoots to have half of the show made up of these yellow songs, which I think you can call crowd pleasers, crowd favorites. Yeah, I would if, agree with that. You know, he, he knows, hey, at least if I get 50% of the show of these yellow ones, people are going to be happy. And I can mix up and, you know, and some other of these other ones, these white ones and maybe some red ones, but... I got to make sure a show has 50% of these yellow ones to make sure it's a, a good show. And then typically, you know, the other 50% is white songs, all the other songs to make it up, and then they sp 
Harry uh, sporadically start to put in these Red songs. And the Red songs didn't come in very, you know, for the first few shows. Took a while. Um, and the shows that get Red Song debuts are very specific. It's usually a night two, Camden night two, um, Deer Creek night two, Hartford, which is again is a Saturday night show, kind of a night two. Um, the other ones were Iowa, that special show. That random Saratoga. show, yeah. Um, but they're the ones that you can see when these red ones come out, they're very specific and like night two, you know, want to have, a, you know, pick something special. After they get debuted, they do end up getting played. So in, early on, we weren't getting very many red songs. And, you know, for the last, uh, let's see here, uh, 11 shows, they've all had red songs now. So, yeah, and but they've since, been... since they debuted, there were only three misses. That would be uh, the Hollywood Casino in, in Missouri, Mansfield, and uh, Bethel. Yeah. So there's they, they, they so Dave looks to pick you know a couple red ones now that they've debuted. Um, every show's getting one or two, but they when they debut seems to be at special special times. Um, so you get an idea you can get an idea of this color coding. It's cool to see some songs on here highlighted that we would all love to hear. There's a number of these red songs. We've there's still seven red songs that haven't been played yet, like the likes of Dreaming Tree, um, Last Stop, Kill the King, yeah, Last Stop, Break Free. Uh, so yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, so that's exciting as a fan to see like those songs highlighted. Um, because there's other songs on here like I was just looking at it. Um, Break for It or um, Blackjack, Black and Bluebird. You know, surprise, those don't have them. So there's there's definitely some meaning to these red ones, and it's cool to see the, hopefully that they're gonna get played. All the other ones have been played. Break for It would be sweet. Let me just say that right now. I did <laughs> enjoy that from the Bats and Session leak a yeah. lot crazy that's on there um so you know all the yellows have been played we're still missing seven reds and you know it's kind of interesting to see how this is playing out as the summer tour goes um you know we've hit all the yellows you can think you know probably going to get you know your show is going to be made up of about 50 percent of those yellows and um yeah we, we'll see who gets the remaining red ones when they come yeah, we're out. we're the better part of halfway through the the, the tour now mm-hmm. kind of on the back we're down the back half um and they got a few more East Coast shows to go, and then they kind of make their way out west. It will be interesting to see tonight's Joe yeah, Beach. You figure they got to save something for definitely for West Palm, definitely for Gorge, um, you know. And then there's going to be a couple other special shows here. So they got to, you know, they got several red, seven, seven different red ones that they can save for the right time. We'll see when they break them out. Anything could do, be in I could be in Iowa. You know? Do you feel? that all seven or a good portion of those seven will see playtime prior to the end of the tour. Still a lot. Not a ton of, ton of shows that can get them. I mean, to think, you know, we're this far and we've gotten 10. So are we going to get the next seven? Well, I would say there's 17. We are 10 shows into a 17-show tour, essentially. We're 26 out of 44 right now. So we're the same far you know, along as much as 10 is out of 17. Does that make sense? I mean, like right now, we're we've done fifty nine percent of the red songs. You're saying we're fifty nine percent of the tour is done? Uh, I think we are by forty four. We are fifty nine percent of the way through the tour on the nose, <laughs> on the nose. I thought it felt. I thought it felt similar. Um, yes. So there you go. Yeah. So I guess we're on pace to hit them all. Wow. And so the ones that are missing: Break Free, Dreaming Tree, Help Myself, Kill the King, Last Stop, Loving Wings, Shotgun. <sighs> I, what's what do you think the rarest song on there? The the least likely to be hit. Let me say that. I got my answer. Shotgun. I'm with you. I agree. 
I feel like Dreaming Tree just feels so rare these days too. But I, you know, I love a love a Dreaming Tree. That's that that if if I knew if somebody could tell me those sep- these seven songs were gonna get played sometime in the remaining shows, you'd be excited for the rest of the tour. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah. crap, I'm I. I, I feel like I have because I'm not adding shows. I have a zero chance of catching this dreaming tree when it happens. Man, I want to add. How can a show you add and... shows when they're already all on your list? What do you mean on my list? Like I've already heard them. No, as in you're already going to all the shows. What do you mean oh. add shows? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get your point. I, I, I'm not doing. Every, I'm <laughs> yeah, not doing every point. show. Can you believe? Can you believe that I'm at 21 shows for the year already? Europe. Europe adds it. Nine shows in Europe definitely does yep. it. Yep. Wow, Joe. Wow, Joe. Adds up. Um, so yeah, I, you know this red, this you know um, red yellow is pretty interesting. It's an thank you for putting together that data. I mean that's real insightful, and yeah, it takes a, a little bit of time to try to analyze. And it's, it's, it's much new. It's something new. We get to see a little bit more behind the scenes. I don't know if this has been used for a while. We've never we've seen pictures of Dave's table where he writes the set lists. In like the vid- pre-tour videos they've released on YouTube and and Rodrigo pictures and this piece of paper with the highlights we hadn't seen before, right. so I don't know if it's something new this tour or they've been doing it in the past because you know th- these these song colors could change year to year right we can't use this same data and like apply it to 2018 because the highlights for 2018 could have been different songs different yellow songs would different love red to songs. see would love to see the sheet from a different year and then try to compare to see if any songs get dropped or added from even doesn't matter the color yeah. overall what's what's in play exactly what's in play what in the color is even another part of it but yeah what's in play is really really powerful so yeah uh it's an it's an interesting light into how they're writing set lists right now and um you know, I'd say it's working. I, I think we can get, uh, you know, a little bit more variety and, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt. But, uh, you know, I think it's working at the moment. I I, I am, um, the tour has improved since the last time we talked. Yeah. Most definitely. It. I'll say this, it feels like they're more aware. It, they don't seem completely tone deaf. Mm-hmm where they I might have said they do earlier in the year. There's still some some stankers like Toronto or wherever, but I, I can't you know, one show off in a different country, as close as it is to the United States, it is a different country. It's yep. it's a place that the band doesn't really play often. You're gonna get one of those kind of boiled down distilled shows typically from the tour. Mm-hmm. But um overall I think they've shaken it up quite a bit over the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh trending in the right direction. Yep. Which usually by this time of the tour they're in the rut and they're just, it almost feels like cruise control. Yeah. And I, and it's kind of going in the opposite direction this year, which is encouraging. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. And to yeah. think about how many songs have been played only one time early in the early yeah. in, so, and they haven't been brought them back out. That's awesome. Yep. It is. And we've, and, and we've talked about that, like 34 is great, but if they played it 10 shows in a row, man, it's like, ah, uh, that's let, let it be rare. Mm-hmm. Let it be rare. Play it once every four years. That's amazing. Yep. You know, that's really cool and special. Yep. Um, and they're, and they're, they're sprinkling song, stuff in. I like it. Sprinkling I them like in, it. which keeps them rare for next year, too. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Still, you know, like you said, we've still 40% of the tour left. Yep. Um, so we're going to have to see how it goes. But thanks for hanging so, in. It's hard. It took so long to do a podcast. Yeah. We had so many weekends of shows. And the uh, congrats to the uh, <laughs> we, women, Women's National 
soccer team um, for winning mm-hmm. the World Cup. Had to watch that. That We were supposed to tape from a club wasted after Alpine, but uh, women's uh, national team took priority. Yep. So thanks for hanging in there. Sorry, for, sorry it took us a while to get to the, to the podcast. Yep. Jones Beach tonight, Joe. You got time to make it? <laughs> I'm actually sitting outside the venue. It's gonna be, <laughs> It's supposed to rain. It's going to be wet. That um, would be something. <laughs> that would be something. We had to squeeze this podcast in somehow. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, make sure to, uh, if you're on iPhone, download DMB Hub. Uh, it's free. Um, and thank you for all of those plus members out there who do support the site and the app. Um, and it shows in the app you don't, don't see any ads and all that. And it's much much appreciated. Helps support uh, current and future development of the app and the site. We we still are working on a lot of stuff on the back end to, to you know improve improve the experience of being a fan of the Dave Matthews Band and following them live, couch tour, and all that kind of stuff. So check out DMB Hub on the iOS App Store. Um, hit us up at podcast at ansmarching.org if you have any questions. You can also write us on Twitter at ansmarching. Find us on Facebook, although don't find us on Facebook. That platform is... I don't know about you, Joe. I know you're always on Facebook, always. You know, But I don't lately have... I've been going there, and it, it was always a slow site, but now it's like, I, I'm like, nope, I'm closing the tab. It's so god-awful slow. So they put all yeah, their resources I, towards Instagram. Yep. Yep. So find us on, uh, on Twitter, probably the best way to reach out to us as well, outside of email and Joe's personal phone number that many of you have, <laughs> many of you have. Anyway, thanks again, uh, for joining us on the ants podcast. Um, if you like us, tell a friend, if you don't like us, tell Joe, you'll see him at a show. Clearly he's that gorgeous, tall, white sunburned <laughs> tree of a man. Who's uh, who's definitely in the pit, screaming for a stick from Carter? No question. So that's Joe. So say hi to him at the next show you're at. And uh, y'all stay safe out there. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.